Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome into Jaybird watching on a Tuesday night, the new normal night for the three, usually four of us to hop on and record. I'm with Craig Borden and Chris Key, and I'm your host, as you know, Brendan Panikar. And Chris, you kind of started a new segment last night, so I want to turn it over to you if you're ready to go for a weekly wrap-up, we and I will be quiet. might <laughs> as well. Last See if Tuesday. he can go two for two. Yeah. <laughs> Last Tuesday is where we left off in Kansas City, where Manoa kept his season rolling through a, throwing six scoreless innings en route to a second straight shutout for the Blue Jays. The bats were still firing with Bichette getting on base five times. Two hits, three walks. Doubles from Espinal, Teoscar, Chapman, and Tapia led the Blue Jays to a convincing 7-0 victory Wednesday night at Kauffman Stadium. Or Wednesday, that wasn't Wednesday night, that was Wednesday afternoon at Kauffman Stadium for the finale. Saw another clunker from Yusei Kikuchi giving up four walks, two hits, and three earned runs without even getting out of the first inning. The bullpen wasn't much better as Richards gave up another three runs. Simber and Merriweather also giving up a run each. The only excitement for the Blue Jays came off the bats of Ramel Tapia and Zach Collins, each with big home runs. Royals take this one 8-4. to four. An off day on Thursday means we head to Detroit on Friday night, where the bats once again came alive. Home runs from Bo Guriel and Springer led the way, each uh, also with multi-hit games. Uh, another strong performance from Alejandro Kirk keeps his hot June rolling right along. Jose Barrios also now making a strong push to get his season back on track as he went eight strong, giving up only a single with five strikeouts. Uh, or giving up only a single run with five strikeouts. Blue Jays go on to a solid 10-1 to win in the series opener. Saturday afternoon in Detroit was a close-fought battle on what would be Gabriel Moreno's major league debut. Unfortunately, that would be the only thing to celebrate on this day for the Blue Jays as the Tigers pitching staff kept the bats at bay, only allowing one run in the ninth. Kevin Gosman was once again serviceable. Uh, giving up two runs over six innings. The Tigers winning it 3-1. to one. The series finale was one for the Blue Jays to get back on track. And newly found Blue Jays uh, ace, Ross Stripling, got them there with six scoreless frames with four strikeouts, giving up only a hit. Guerrero smashed a monster home run in the fourth. Uh, in the four-run fourth for the Blue Jays with doubles by Hernandez, Gurriel, and Biggio adding to the lead. As Blue Jays go on to a 6 to nothing victory to close things out in Detroit. Back to the Sky Dome in Toronto where our long-lost friend Stinky Odor was waiting to drop <laughs> and throw the ball away as he so famously does. The bats were hot as 
everyone in the starting lineup recorded a hit. Only Kirk and Biggio were left off the multi-hit fun at the Dome on Monday night. Blue Jays took a commanding lead with a seven-run fifth inning and padded a few more along the way, including Guerrero home run in the eighth. Once again, Alec Manoa shines, going six very what? strong, impressive innings, striking out seven, bringing his season record to eight and one with a very tidy 1.67 ERA. Blue Jays smashed the Orioles in this one, 11 to one to start the season. Looking ahead, we have three more against the Orioles in a weekend series against the AL East, leading New York Yankees. Coming into tonight, the Blue Jays are second in the AL East with a 36-24 and record, and of course, at the top of the wild card, closely followed by the Tampa Bay Rays, and trailing trail by a newly resurgent Boston Red Sox. Yes. Craig, Scary I don't know about but uh, I like now that we have this new tradition with Chris because we just get to listen and <laughs> pick apart every single little thing that he says. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So now this is the dissections part of the show, right? <laughs> so, yes. but, we well, well done, Chris. Golf clap. Yeah, <laughs> the second straight week in a row. The second straight week in a row. You nailed it, Chris. And that leads into the first topic, which obviously when we recorded last week, we were one game into the Kansas City series and just wrapping up the episode when game Game two against the Royals got started and we saw Mm -hmm. the Blue Jays take the game on Tuesday, as you mentioned, lose on Wednesday and then take two out of three at Comerica Park. Craig, I'll start with you to give Chris a bit of a breather. That concludes a 12 game stretch for the Blue Jays against only American League Central teams. And I'll be honest, it was a nice break from playing all the good teams in the American League East and (laughs) some good teams in the American League West. But... There are some people who came away from this 12-game stretch a little disappointed at the fact that the Blue Jays only went 8-4 and four against teams that they should be beating up on. Now, I don't know about you guys. 8-4, and four, I'm fine with. I got no problem with it. If it was 7-5, and five, I might have an issue. 8-4 and four is passable. Anything better than that, I would have been through the moon. But 8-4, and four, that's series wins after series wins after series wins against American League Central teams other than the Twins, when they lost 2-3 to Minnesota. So, Craig, where do you sit on that? Because you won, you won more than you lost. You doubled your losses with, uh, with eight wins. And you're 12 games above 500 into this game tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. You had a debut from Gabriel Moreno, who, again, tonight, uh, playing, has thrown out a batter. But where do you sit on it? Because 8-4, I'm fine with. Eight and four, I'm very fine with, but in the midst of that whole thing, that one game against the Kansas City Royals where they just the offense didn't show up was a little disappointing. But to that point, we're going to keep moving along here and play another team that is one of the worst teams in baseball in the Baltimore Orioles. I'm sorry, my buddy Connor, if you're listening, who's the Orioles fan, deal with it. <laughs> it's, this is what a rebuild looks like for Baltimore Orioles fans. Yeah. But to that it, w- it would have been nice to sweep the Royals and continue to run with that whole thing. But we, I think we all kind of called up to the point they were going to phone in a clunker one of those nights to uh, steal Chris's uh, wonderful wording there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it happened. It, 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 it's just what happens. Even that good teams stumble and trip and whatnot, and they had an off night. And it is what it is. But we got some nice things going. That Kansas City series did sh- show that this offense was ready to start bursting open and starting to do what they we were expecting. The pitching continued to do pretty well outside. Of, like we were saying, Kikuchi had a little bit of a rough start and the bullpen fell apart in that same game. So it was very intriguing. It was nice to see them go out with Kansas City and do what they did. Maybe it's just the 2015 nonsense. I love going into that ballpark and just storm in the front. <laughs> you know, so and it was good to see a lot of Blue Jays fans actually invade that ballpark too. So that was very, very fun. Chris, where do you sit on it? Because uh, for reasons mentioned, it probably would have been nice to, as Craig mentioned, take that other game against Kansas City. Uh, but I think we all kind of agreed when we recorded last week, Tuesday, that there might be one that they drop, and that was the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Just the way that game started with how bad Kikuchi was, I think. I think tell me how I'm you really more, feel about it. Well, no, I think I'm more <laughs> hung up on the Detroit loss on Saturday, just because that, that one rough. was a lot closer in reach, um, and like you only got one run off of one of I think it was one of their worst risky. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was one of those um, guys that was just like the Blue Jays haven't seen him before, and that's the guy yeah. that always seems to beat them. They beat up on Scooble, yeah. the guy that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, they beat up on him, which was fine. But, like, it, when you're not going to be hitting the ball as well and, and things aren't going as well for you, especially – and they have been going well, so it, it hindsight's kind of twenty twenty on this. But – there was one play in particular. It was early in the game, and I want to say Teoscar got thrown out at. Was it Teoscar or Gurriel got yes. thrown out at third? Teoscar. Those are the things that can really derail a game like that. And who knows if if that inning continues, maybe something happens, and it then it is a three three ball game uh, going in into the later innings. And I like the Blue Jays' chances in a three three game late in an inning a hell of a lot better than I do the Detroit Tigers, um, yeah. the offense one and the bullpen two. Um, should be better in the bullpen, should be fairly rested after pretty well only giving innings to Julian Merriweather uh, and Trent Thornton for a few days at least with, with some of those uh, barn burners. Um, as for the 8-4, and four, yes, I, I definitely would have liked to have seen that be better because I know we're eight and a half or seven and a half behind the Yankees right now, but you have to find a way to claw that down. You mm-hmm. really do, because yeah. right now, who are we playing first round of the playoffs? The Rays. Yeah. Right now. Sure shit. I don't because... want to play them. I don't want no. any part of that. I would rather dip down into where Boston is. So you got to play Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. Like if there's, <laughs> if it comes down to the final week, and you know you're in, it's just seeding, start tossing games because there's no way in hell I want to end up playing Tampa. Yeah. Not a yeah. chance. Yeah. yeah right now we're only I would, one game on them on the wild yeah. card, too. We're at yeah. four and a half plus. They're at three and a half plus. I'll take my chances with the – I know the Yankees and probably the Astros at that point would get a bye, but I would take my chances in a three-game series against Houston, New York, Boston, Minnesota, fucking anybody. 100%. Not Tampa. Rays will find a way to mess with I it. <laughs> do not want anybody. Hell, I would take the Dodgers before the Rays just because you know oh, there's going to be some freaky friggin' voodoo going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's that change. Not sacrificing chickens a la Pedro Serrano in that locker room yeah. or anything, yeah. guy. Come on. <laughs> now, does it change your thoughts that it would be in Toronto as opposed to the drop? Because as of right now, if the season ended, it would be all three in Toronto. Hell no. All right, sir. But yeah, they'll know. find a way to mess that up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll figure out a way. They always do. Because it won't so. be McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, and somebody else that can throw oh, yeah. 100 miles an hour and uh, yeah. beat them. Yeah, well, Glasgow's... I knew that McClanahan was coming. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That kid's been yeah. incredible to watch. Mm. Is it Shane Boz as well? Well, Boz just got activated. Uh, yeah, the other that kid yeah. rear back and chuck it, too, so... Yeah, no, I'm with you. Anything to I'd, avoid the Rays. Anything. He'll end up Absolutely being a bullpen anything. arm in that three-game series. That's scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, somehow, <laughs> and, and somehow he'll come out every fucking game and pitch two innings. Yeah, and, and just dust everybody. Deals, yeah, completely derail any, anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I'm oh, with you. Eight, eight and four, I don't know about you guys. Eight and four feels, like I said, fine. It doesn't get me thrilled uh, like nine and three or ten and two would have done. It's um, fine, but it feels light. Yes, it does. It does, and for your, for your reason exactly. Any way that you can try to catch the Yankees or uh, make ground on them when you're playing weaker opponents than they are uh, is a win, especially considering the fact that you don't play them very much anymore because you play them uh, this weekend for three, and then you only give them six more times between now and the end of the season, the Yankees. So that's not a lot of ground to make up, especially if they keep on winning against the teams that they play. But This weekend is very important. Massive. And and I think, who is it, Tabler said about uh, last night when Manoa basically pulled himself. Yeah. It, yeah. he, he knows who Save he has bullets, in five man. days. He knows yep. who he has to face. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you don't waste those bullets against the Orioles. Just no, so. no, <laughs> no, not at all. Especially with their pitching and the fact that the Blue Jays have dominated them. Even though Baltimore is better uh, than they were last season, uh, still you got to take advantage of the opportunity against the Orioles. Chris, you talked about you... that Saturday game a little bit. Obviously, that was the debut of Moreno, and I don't want to bury that lead a little bit, but. I think I saw a stat the other day that the Blue Jays had 10 of the 11 or 10 of the 12 hardest hit balls in that game, and they all managed to find to hit gloves. So I don't know about you guys. I didn't get to see Wednesday's game because it was a matinee, uh, but I did watch all of Saturday's game, especially for Moreno's debut. And between the two, that one 
got me the most frustrated, especially the fact that Craig, they couldn't hit, uh, I forget what his first name is, Ben or Bo, Bo Brisky, Ben Brisky, something like that. And yeah. he was getting tattooed uh, on his fastball. So that Tigers loss, I don't know about you guys, but that probably is the most frustrating one of those four losses against the American League Central these past 12 days. Mm. Yeah, easily. That like to, I think you summed it up the best. It's just they weren't flying the holes, but they were yeah. hitting the ball literally solid, dead nuts, just bang. <laughs> so in the midst of them not being able to find those holes, it's amazing that the, you know, literally the following day they put up a crooked number. Yeah. It's like, they, they, and then the same thing with the other night against the Orioles. It's that same thing. They were talking about that. It's like they're hitting the ball damn hard lately. And that one game, for whatever reason, like you said, they had like out of the top 10 exit velocity for throughout the whole major leagues that evening yeah, or that day. They were like seven of them. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, so, but to that point, we got some good things out of that series and whatnot, but I'm not going to steal your next lead on that one too much, Brendan, because I know where you're going with the conversation, but if they were going to lose a game, that was a very Blue Jays way to lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just well, lose our house? Oh, there you go. <laughs> there yeah. It had to be mean, Brendan. It lagged you out for a minute. Go in. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're uh, not paying your Rogers bill? No, I guess not. Uh, even though I should to contribute to the payroll, uh, <laughs> and maybe they get us a good starting pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Our, bud- our budget quite can't cut it, so yeah, I'm not out drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chris, was there a more frustrating loss than that one on Saturday during the last twelve games? Like, are you looking back to the Twins' loss when Gosman didn't pitch well and they may have been picking up on his pitches, or the Friday loss to the Twins, uh, or the Royals' Wednesday game? No, I, I think for the reasons I've already cited that that game um, in Detroit as well. Um, I, guess, I guess maybe it, maybe picking up one more against the Twins would have been really nice. But yeah, they, they just who did they just play and they beat up as well. They just beat up Tampa. I think it was the Rays. Yeah, the Rays. And but the Yankees beat up on the Twins, I want to yes. say. So, yeah. You take what you can get, I guess, uh, uh, on that respect. You still have to win your games, which the Twins are they're pretty good. A good team right now. Like, they're yeah. they're, they're playing some Amazing weaker, weaker division. Makes. Yeah, they're playing some weaker division in division opponents, which is probably inflating their record just a little bit. So that's, that's probably why I would say the Detroit one, plus the Detroit game was just so in reach. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the game against the Royals, the Blue Jays did crawl, uh, claw, claw back just a little bit uh, and made a little bit of a game of it before Richards came and um, threw up a stinker. But how about, okay, just to go on a sidetrack, Richards has been fucking unusable oh, I don't trust out of anymore. the bullpen. He's not a high leverage guy anymore. Something ain't right there. Yeah. No. But to that After point, you got it. so good last year, and at the beginning of this year, he was really good. Something has just completely fallen off for him. Yeah. What okay, broke okay. him? Yeah. yeah. What, broke what broke him? him? Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a good question. Let me ask you guys this before we move on and talk about Gabriel Mourinho and his debut in that Saturday game that we've already talked about at length. Obviously, the offense has woken up quite a bit since that two-gamer in St. Louis when they what, put up eight innings against them, and then that continued against the Angels when they swept them for four games and bled into these 12 games that they just played against the American League Central. Obviously, we know a lot of the teams the Blue Jays have just played, I would say, on paper, and are actually worse than the Blue Jays and don't have nearly as good of starting pitching as what the Blue Jays had seen in the month of April against the Rays and the Yankees, and I wouldn't count the Red Sox in there, the Astros, uh, and some of the other good teams that they played. Obviously, we've been waiting the last several episodes that we've had on this podcast for the offense to erupt, and it's finally happened. But how Mm -hmm. much of that are you attributing, Chris, to the fact that they're just finally taking advantage of weaker pitching staffs? Because they statistically faced the toughest starting pitching they had in April and most of May as well. Or... Are you finally believing that when the Yankees come to town on the weekend that the offense will still keep rolling even though they might throw out Nestor Cortez or Garrett Cole or whoever's going to be pitching for the Yankees this weekend? Uh, see, Garrett Cole doesn't scare me because we've hit him before. Yeah. Um, and, and he seems and normally to, well, wi- by the way. Yeah. When, are, when do we get Cole? If, I oh, think that's a good question. Saturday game? 
Let me see. Whoever's pitching tonight will be uh, for the Yankees. Will pitch on Saturday. It was either or maybe yesterday if they played. I said it'd be wicked if we got day off on Thursday. Yeah, if we that'd be wicked if we got Cole and Manoa. Where are they right now? So tonight Um, for the Yankees, I think tonight's Garrett Cole. So Garrett Cole will pitch this weekend in Toronto, and then yesterday for the Yankees. No, they didn't play. Um, so oh, yesterday was the day they had the day off. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> so tomorrow, Nestor Cortez. So that I think that would mean he pitches on. Yeah, they might miss Cortez. Okay. Unless... That'd be kind of a nice perk. Better <laughs> than on Sunday. Um, and then Severino Thursday, they'll miss him. Friday on my score app doesn't say a probable for that. But Garrett Cole seems like he'll pitch. Uh, and Nestor Cortez probably gets Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. So whoever pitches Friday would have been Sunday starter. Okay. Yeah, so Garrett Cole doesn't really – I don't want to say it doesn't scare me. Like, he's still one of the best pitchers in the game. But, like, honestly, I, w- I would rather see Cole than Cortez right now because Cortez, yeah. Cortez just gives the Blue Jays lineups all fits. sorts of fits. Um, so I, I would rather – much rather see somebody with – high velocity, um, like Garrett Cole. Um, hmm. are, are, are the bat? Yeah. Well, they beat up on Tyone as well in the so, past. I think he's well. Friday starter. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit of an experience for the Yankees this weekend. Cause that crowd is going to be rowdy as shit. Yeah. Especially so. if it's going to feel like a playoff game. Yeah, like if if the Blue Jays continue to beat up on the Orioles and people start kind of gauging, like try to get a ticket this weekend in Toronto. You can't. Yeah. You can't get a ticket. Um, I think Friday there's probably some floating, but you can't get any for Saturday and Sunday. There's only Good. there's only single seat tickets, and it's been that way for about a week and a half at least. Yeah. Right now, so there's going to be forty five thousand strong in there, um, reaming and roaring, ready to go. Um, so they don't bitch. Yeah, yeah. That that's <laughs> going to play into it quite a bit. Um, especially, I don't know if we're supposed to get rain or anything this weekend, but that dome gets really, really loud when it's closed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it'll get hot as shit in there and <laughs> it turn into a greenhouse and all those great things. I look that, forward that to happen that. in there. Yeah. But it is, cause I was there for that too low at bat 2015, yeah. right when yeah. we got him. Yeah. I was sitting on the third baseline, and man, that thing with the dome shut, mayhem. <laughs> That's the only good thing with the dome is shut when it's loud for a playoff type game. I hate it when it's closed. Other than that, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. other than that, it's yeah, um, it's going to be an experience for the New York Yankees this weekend, and I, I, I hope, I hope it's just bullshit on both sides, and like <laughs> tempers are flaring, and like home runs are going this and that way from both sides and just uh, like maybe one good renew pitching matchup the rivalry yeah, yeah, yeah. Just renew get, just get, the rivalry get, maybe one good <laughs> pitching matchup in there and then the rest to just bludgeon each other just bludgeon each other yeah so it's a chance for the blue jays to put a staple on it and uh yeah. to your point on the original question here brendan about the blue jays facing good pitching for the first time after um you know Faces some teams that have some clearly on the you know need for improvement on the pitching side of the game. Um, I I think these games have given them the confidence they need to know that they can actually still so, do this. You guys remember what it was like a month ago? What the fuck are we terrible. doing? How do we do this? What's this wood thing that I'm holding when I walk up the plate? <laughs> it was almost that that what level. Um, I think they've redefined the approaches. I think they've found that confidence. I think they're going to walk into that Yankee series feeling like they belong and they're firing on all cylinders. And I think the biggest thing is I've watched over the last few weeks, patience, patience, patience. They've been way better up a hundred billion times per cent over what at bats. And even Vlad, uh, they were, Hazel May was talking about that during the uh, broadcast yesterday, yesterday that Vlad was just, I don't know what I was doing. I was swinging at everything. I've just got to just calm down and 
mm-hmm. when the game come to him. And I have seen that over the last two weeks, the Blue Jays letting more of the bat come to them rather than just trying to be super aggressive mm-hmm. to the point, you know, that works out well. Well, camera's going dead. <laughs> so the, um, it works well for some guys outside of Boba Shet, but not everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to that point, it was, they needed to figure out what that next step was. And I think they got that going forward here. Yeah. And they're going to be able to run with it. I, I think so too. I think so too. They just need to get their confidence back. Let's see if this back. beer bottle will hold up my camera. Yeah. <laughs> Needed to get the confidence back, face some weaker pitching, and get some wins under their belt, which they've certainly done now that they're 12 games above 500. So they do have some cushion the next little bit. Because it's after this Orioles series, we'll talk about it towards the end of the show. It's getting into a little bit of a tougher stretch uh, between now and the All-Star break. So definitely need to take advantage of these games. But let's go back to Saturday because I've teased that enough. Um, Chris, you were supposed to have tickets and go to the game on Saturday, but your passport yeah, don't it. Fucking remind me. Rub it in, you bitch. <laughs> I have mine. My wife does not have hers, so I was not able to go either. So I watched it at home, as I'm sure you did. Um, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't watch? I didn't. Why? You were too angry. I, didn't want to watch. No, it. had to go to work. But oh. did I tell you that I I linked up some Bluetooth speakers and blasted it through that place? Good. You did tell Good. us about your evil little plan the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but how funny is it? Last week we talked about Moreno and our literally bludgeoned by the fact he shouldn't be in the majors. Yeah, <laughs> and, and consider trading him. Now, not trying to throw you under the bus, Adam Corsair, at all, but uh, figures like the next day after we have that conversation saying if he's not called up and here he comes. next little while, he's going to be traded, and then the rumor circulates when they leave Kansas City that he's meeting them in Detroit, and lo and behold, he shows up to Comerica Park on Friday, does not get into the lineup, but does on Saturday. Um, as... I'm sure many people who are listening and are watching the game tonight have seen he's already thrown out a base runner. He should have thrown out a base runner on Saturday if the ball didn't slip out of Bobachet's glove. But regardless, both times, the pop time as Ben Nicholson-Smith and Shai Davidi and Orton Zwelling have touched on is impressive. It's under two seconds for him to get up and get the ball released. Uh, Saw that tonight as well. But Craig, as a resident prospect guru, um, we've obviously talked at length about his strengths and everything like that. What is the thing that stood out most to you about Gabriel Moreno on Saturday, whether it's a particular moment in his debut and a bat that he had? Obviously, he got his first base hit of his career in the ninth inning on uh, Saturday, which almost sparked a rally uh, and brought them back against a very good closer in Gregory Soto. Uh, but was there a particular thing that shone through to you about Gabriel Moreno and his debut that makes you think, okay, he's real, he's going to be good, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. First, First it's Miley Guru to you. To yeah, Miley Guru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, to that point, I just think the biggest thing that was most encouraging about that fact it was that he dove in, he was fully immersed. He didn't look like he was nervous. No, he, he just looked like he was supposed to be there that whole time. And I think that's just because he knows that he has that natural ability. We've all seen it. And to that point, I know we were putting him a little bit on trial last week, but that was just more because I thought we all were in agreement that maybe it's not time yet. There was enough yeah. other options. And Alejandro Kirk has been a fucking godsend for the Toronto Blue Jays offense. Yes, so did you have to pull the ripcord and bring him up? I guess the big thing is he was on the 40 man roster anyway. So it's yeah. not like we're not, you know, eating into that whole contract thing. Anyways, it's just it's service time at this point now. So in the midst of everything, he just, he fit. He's yeah. Goofing around with all the guys. He's hanging out in the, you know, the, now that they're back in Toronto, he's in the den down by the barrio and hanging out with everybody and learning from all those guys and immersing himself in baseball with all those great guys. He looks like he belongs. Is he going to crush the ball like he was doing in minor leagues? Probably not. But to that point, he doesn't need to be anything right now except for that guy that shows up and does what he did tonight and plays stellar defense, hopefully keep Yusei Kikuchi into this game. Yeah. And, he, and to that point, from what I'm watching here on the side, he's looking like a damn catcher. I don't have any questions about what he can do behind the dish right now. And I didn't have an, an, his defensive prowess the whole time he was playing for the Bisons and watching him. I was just worried about the fact that I saw him play against a couple of minor, major league players on rehab assignments that were not even really, you know, trying their best. 
and finding ways just to trick him at the plate. I was wondering if there was going to be any translation right off the bat in his bat and uh, see if he was going to be able to hit on offense. So at that point, he got his first hit. He, that thing's out of the way really, really damn quickly. So now he can settle in and just do what he needs to do. And knowing that he can do that right now on the offensive side of the or on the defensive side of the ball, they have Kirk. They don't need to have him do it yeah. in offense in the DH spot. So he's going to be batting in the eighth or ninth spot, just hoping to turn the turn the lineup order over. And if we have Espinal and everybody else doing what they've been doing, if he can play defense, it's the same as us scoring runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't know because the Orioles just scored another damn run. <laughs> but I, I'm assuming that's not because of his game calling. I haven't been looked into this game because we've been talking the whole time so far. Um, I, I'm assuming I'm chalking it up to the Yusei Kikuchi. It's not quite locating like he, you know, like he did this past start. And as he just takes a ball in the dirt, that might prove my point. <laughs> so, but I think he's major league ready. I was just questioning the fact that we have so much good going on in the catching yeah. category, like everybody else here was talking about. Do we need him on this team at the moment, or do you just let him just blow, blow up the minor leagues and enforce the hand? He was very close to forcing the hand, in my opinion. But now, I guess, obviously, you know, ours and Atkins and Shapiro's uh, <laughs> force the hand level was a little bit different. <laughs> Not Adams. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, Adam was pretty passionate about uh, leaving don't him do down it. there and not <laughs> spoiling any kind of trade value. But I don't think, it, <clears throat> like, Adley Rushman's not having no, a not. good time right now. And I don't think that would affect any kind of trade value he would have if the Orioles wanted to go out and, and trade him away, which they're not going to. And the, the Blue Jays are in a little bit different of a position where maybe Mourinho would be dangled out for a starting pitcher now, maybe, or a Juan Soto or a <laughs> Shohei Otani. Who knows? Um, yeah, I can't believe that was an article. You guys literally warped my mind by sending me that real thing. I'm like, this is real? This isn't like yeah. fake why news not? from like Back to the Future? But to your point, yeah, no. why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, <laughs> that article being from uh, Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic uh, yeah. today posted all, that Shohei Otani should... Uh, should possibly be traded um but yeah i i i don't have a whole lot to go on it's only kind of what you read and and some very far and few in between highlights of seeing Mourinho. but um from what we've seen so far the kid can catch and yeah. that's the biggest step right like we we know bat to ball is going to be there we we've heard bat to ball like he hasn't had power lately but you don't really need another guy with power in this lineup. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Ha- Anything he does guy. is a monster perk. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you let him come it. up. Perk. Apparently Jansen's been nothing but amazing to the kid, um, helping him out. And who knows? Jansen might be the odd man out at this point. We don't know which one. Could be. It, push's going to come to shove. And holy fuck, Trevor Richards is warming up. Um <laughs> A push is going to come to shove at some point. They're not going to carry three catchers unless you're making Kirk the full time DH. Well, that's and I don't think good. and I don't think they want to do that either. So I don't think they want to do that. But how are you not contemplating that idea? Yeah, yeah. Which I'd be fine <laughs> with, to be perfectly honest. I'd be fine with it. But you want to get Springer off of his. Oh my yeah. god! You want to get Springer off of his feet eventually. Uh, a couple of games. Every once in a while, you got to get Guerrero off his feet. You got to get Teoscar off his feet, but you got to do that and not lose their bat at the same right. time. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's hard enough getting Guerrero just to DH. Like the kid wants that kid wants to be at there every <laughs> single game, like every yeah, inning. Why is Kevin Bisio all of a sudden a good first baseman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where did that He's come from? Definitely serviceable. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't ever have any problems with Bisio playing first base. Like especially if. If his bat is going to be trending upwards and he's getting on base, like, who, mm-hmm. who cares? But uh, exactly. back to Marino. Um, let's give it this IL stint for Jansen and, and really let, let's see. I don't mind Kirk being the DH this entire time and just let the kid catch almost every day. Collins went down, did he not? Yeah, he did. So they're yeah. carrying only two catchers right so now. So they're car- carrying two catchers. So if, if Kirk is DHing and, and, Rainio's going to catch almost every day. 
let's see what the kid can do. And so far, like he hasn't proven that he can't handle it. Yeah. Um, he looks so oddly let, comfortable. Yeah, it's like it's kind let, of freaking me out, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and, and the battle come like we're, we were waiting how long for Guerrero to to break out, and, and mm-hmm. Bo's had struggles on and off, and Kevin has had his struggles after starting really, really, really good. Um, yep. So we just got to give him some time to adjust the bat. As long as the defense is there as a catcher, as Craig said, it, it whatever you get above and beyond for that right now is just a bonus. Yeah. No, absolutely. There so were two... I have another tip oh, in, though. Yeah, yeah, could be this guy. You guys know that next week the rosters have to shift, right? They have oh, the, hey, uh, the pitcher. Yep, right? yeah, we have to lose a pitcher off of our roster. So Jansen isn't ready at the moment, and they were talking about that during the broadcast. So you're talking a couple more weeks before we even had this conversation. So you could all foreseeably and realistically probably see Zach Collins back as a Blue Jay next week to force the Kirk DH conversation, depending on what's going on with Gabriel Moreno at that point. Because otherwise, I, they have plenty of options in Buffalo that are playing really damn well for a quasi first base or first place team right now in Buffalo. But to that point, they they got to bring up a bat. They cannot bring up another pitcher, inclu- and even after the fact that you know Joe Biagini's all of a sudden the player of the week in Buffalo. Just no. to say that, <laughs> just to be that guy. <laughs> so don't be that there's a, there, guy. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be, be that guy. one that slips that jerk in there. <laughs> so there's a lot going on well in Buffalo right now for the Blue Jays to be able to figure out what they want to do with that spot. But it really would not shock me if it's something centralized around this conversation we're all talking about here with Gabriel Mourinho. Probably. It just makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I don't know, Chris, if you were at work, you probably didn't catch this. And Craig, I'm sure you may have caught it, depending on which broadcast you were able to listen to uh, down in Rochester. But if you saw Sportsnet, there are two things. One, I think it was the third inning when Kevin Gossman was struggling with the bases loaded. Moreno went out and talked to him without fear. And as Tabler was saying, for a young catcher going out to talk to a veteran who's had a fantastic season, uh, that can be hard to do and intimidating. So that was encouraging. To see. I mean, exactly. I did, I did hear that. Exactly. And then the yeah. other one was he insisted on doing his introductory press conference on Friday in English. And not that that matters. Uh, language that a player speaks is none of our business. Um, They talk in what language is most comfortable to them, to the media. But he said, or in the broadcast said on Saturday, he wants to learn English quickly so that he can better communicate with his starting pitchers. And if that doesn't show you the type of kid he is to be so dedicated to the game that he wants to communicate in the pitcher's preferred language, of course, without a translator, that's exciting. And again, you don't have to speak English if you don't want to. Um, mm. That's not a requirement. There's enough people around this team now that <laughs> that are in the barrio that need yeah. plenty of translators. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's it, all good stuff, all good and early reviews. The fact that he got his base hit in his debut, that sparked a little bit of a rally and he scored a run, was awesome to see. Unfortunately, as we've talked, it came in that losing effort. But... As they did, they bounced back on Sunday, and that bleeds into our next topic about Ross Stripling. And when I sent this agenda, this was before the news about Hunjin Ryu. So I think the tone or topic about Ross Stripling is going to change a little bit. Maybe not so much about how stellar he's been uh, the last two outings last week, Monday in Kansas City. And then again for six shutout with just one hit allowed, I'm pretty sure, uh, or two hits allowed against the Tigers on Sunday afternoon. The question was originally, how crucial is he the rest of the way, knowing that Ryu is out? But knowing that he is now out for the rest of the year um, and how good Ross Stripling has been, this is kind of a twofold conversation, kind of about Ryu and about Ross Stripling. Chris, we talked about Stripling at length last week as well. And I think the (laughs) overwhelming conversation was you might want to consider going to get another starter, but you don't have to. You don't have to force the issue now, knowing that Ryu is out for the rest of the year. Even though Ross Stripling has had two really good starts in a row, and he's been better this year as a starter than a reliever, 281 ERA as a starter compared to 409 as a reliever. Um, Are you fine going with Stripling as the five the rest of the year? Do you want to add a starter? Because 
Atkins said they can get creative to add a fifth starter, whether that's, I don't know, if it's a trade or eating salary from a team or Nate okay, Pearson. Hap comes out of retirement. But are you good to roll with Ross Stripling based on what you've seen this season, especially his last two starts? Well, I'm going to correct you first and foremost. Uh, Ross Stripling is not the number five. Um, Kikuchi is. <laughs> Kikuchi is at this point. Right and, now, honest, and honestly, this is this will be my hot take for the episode. But if there's... Okay, if you were to ask me, who are you most confident in you getting five innings out of? Right now, it's probably Manoa, Stripling, and Gosman tied together, Barrios, and then Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you know you're going to get five innings and getting six scoreless, like, with one hit? Like, yeah. sign me up for that well, every day. Tigers, but like, but it, yeah, it's the Tigers, <laughs> but still, if you if Ross Stripling goes out there and you know he's he's got four or five pitches that he just he outworks guys and he outsmarts them, Ross Stripling is a smart, smart dude. Like, he's on a ton of podcasts and, like, he's yeah, pretty all. available. You can find him. <laughs> all over the place and that he is a smart dude like he knows how to mix his pitches and like how to outthink guys and and do things a little bit abnormally sometimes maybe his sequences or whatever but like he's so reliable like i don't i don't want to say he is good but like he's so reliable he's gonna go out there and give you a, a good effort Every mm-hmm. single time he goes out, and he'll give you five innings of keeping you in it. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, that's better than what Ryu was giving was giving yeah. you. Yeah. And Stripling's going to go out there every five days, and he's not going to screw around. Oh, this is going to turn into a shit on Ryu thing. But like, Man, you're not comes. you're not jumbling the pitching rotation because one guy wants a six. Right uh, or, or an extra day because he wants to pitch on six days, and yeah. then you got to fuck around with everybody else. Which like, you good for you for doing whatever me, makes you think you're going to be more successful. But you're screwing around with everybody else who wants to work on a five day rotation. <laughs> so now you got to find somebody else to throw in there. Like, well, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but like, I don't know. I, Russ Stripling gives me a hell of a lot more confidence than Ryu, and you got to go out there and get a really good pitcher if you're going to go out and, and mm. get somebody. Like, is it a Montas or uh, whoever it'll be? I, I right. don't know who it is. But I, I still I still do think that you want another, another big arm. Like, you have two yeah. right now, and Barrios is starting to come along. If you get Barrios of old, then I'm pretty comfortable with what we have and you don't have to you don't have to sacrifice minor league players or a Kirk or Guriel or somebody to to make that addition because I think that those type of players would be better used in a different type of deal. Sure. Um but as of right now, like roll a strip. Who yeah. cares? Like the guy's going out there and giving man. you everything that you could ask for. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think they said something about, hey, does this change the plans for Pearson? Hell no, it shouldn't. Like, no, I know. You're, you, are oh. you more confident? Would you feel better with Stripling or Pearson starting a game right now? Stripling, oh, for sure. Stripling. Yeah, exactly. Going strip. Yeah. Besides Pearson throwing 97, 98, and whatever, like, put him in the back end of the bullpen because you're going to need him back there. Eventually, he's never going to ramp up to the time that we could use him. You're talking about running from two innings right now to fucking letting him run out to go out to starting pitching. It's going to take him a month long to figure that out in the minors, just to even get through six innings at minor league triple A. And not to mention, I'm going to be this dick. Just uh, are you good, Chris, before I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Uh So you got to roll with strip now that, you know, reuse down. But to that point, you are, you know, there's some other fun here that we could be having. If they don't give Casey Lawrence a shot before just trading for somebody bluntly here in the next month at the major league level, they're missing the point of what minor league systems are for. <laughs> you know, Casey Lawrence is pitching right now for the Buffalo Bisons to an eight and one record, one point seven seven ERA in ten starts, and his WHIP is literally point eight two. Just saying, <laughs> no big deal. Maybe that guy figured something out. The Blue Jays 
fans in general have seen this over and over again. Could this be a reincarnation of Marco Estrada? He finally figured out that thing that makes him not a quadruple play, quadruple A player anymore. Casey Lawrence has got that screaming all day that I have to give him a chance right now. And if Ryu's all of a sudden gone and given him an opening in this rotation, I think that's where you have to start looking. Do I think that's a long-term fix? No, it's a complete wild card that you're hoping somebody like him or to the next person, the gentleman that's actually on the mound for the Bisons as we speak, Max Castillo, who I got the pleasure of seeing in Lansing when they were still part of the Blue Jays minor league system. That guy's got some really good, talented stuff. He's going to be a major league pitcher at someday. I don't know if it's going to translate as a pitch as a starter, but he's going to be on a major league team, I think, in the next year or two. So you got those two guys right now you could be leaning on. Lawrence is clearly the obvious pick of those two right now. But there might be a way you could juggle some of these guys in our bullpen right now and bring them both up to cover your ass for that fifth spot. Yeah. And it's dropping down on Matt Gage or something along those lines. Even though I've honestly liked watching Matt Gage so far, I think he's got something there for a left-handed pitcher. I love the Ryan Brucky that we never had. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I agree with both, both of you that I think we need to eventually be talking, you know, what, let these guys go out there. I agree with you flat that, Nate Pearson, regardless of whatever the hell they're doing with him, lengthening him out in the minors, doesn't belong in the major league rotation right now, especially when you could just be letting him come out there. And if we can't trust somebody like Trevor Richards, like we were alluding to a minute ago, he spells into that equation there that you can just drop Mm -hmm. him in and just let him throw smoke for 30 pitches in an inning and (laughs) you're good to go. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Craig, before we go too far, I really don't know a lot about Casey Lawrence or any. Uh, I don't know anything about him. I'll be perfectly honest. Are other those than the numbers I other, just dropped, other than a little, the ah. yeah, like the, the only <laughs> thing that I know about him is that he has an eight and one record and a one point six seven ERA or whatever it was. But um, what's his story? Has he been there forever or like he's he been one of those guys? Deal? He was with the Jays just a couple been, years ago, right? Yep, and he he's not. He's in that ballpark of, like, is, is 30, like, the thing that makes it all of a sudden happen? You know? Okay. It, so, and he's been one of those guys that's shown flashes of this throughout mm-hmm. his minor league career. Overall, through his minor league stats, he's uh, pitched in 237 minor league games. So, if that gives you how long he's been in the minors. <laughs> he's with the Mariners um, for a little while, too, right? I'm trying to pull up I think... the fun here. <laughs> He's got no major league experience. I thought they, I could have sworn that you were right, Brendan, that he had uh, made it up there, but maybe he was involved in a trade or something that I'm missing on. Oh, wait, hold on. There's an MLB category here. Yep, you are correct. He made it into the majors in 2018 with the uh, Seattle Mariners, and he actually pitched two, two start, well, two games with the Blue Jays for 3.1 innings in 2022. So he got that cup of coffee, I think, at the end of last year. 2.7 ERA in those 3.1 innings. So it's just one of those things. Like Through his minor league career, he's been super consistent, but the numbers that he's put up this year, to your point, Chris, are gaudy all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And what is the difference? Did he finally find that extra pitch that was eluding him? I don't know. I haven't watched him in person yet this year, but to that point, I was very interested in those innings he threw with the Blue Jays last year. I remember now that he, yeah, that I remember, wow, who's this kid? <laughs> you know, okay. so, but there's but something there, there, man. Are you thinking 34? If, if somebody falters, uh, Lawrence is the first option up before the trade deadline, or uh, maybe the new Ross Stripling in that role when Stripling's fully in the rotation or what? I think that it fits both hats. Mm. And to that point, I, I don't, you have to roll with strip Yeah, right now. There's no case in matter in it. He's earned mm. that spot. Give it to him. Yeah. But knowing that you could have somebody like this that could slide right into that spot that he was filling as the lawn guy out of the bullpen. Right. Oh, it just spells good things. I think. Yeah. I think it'll definitely be, uh, obviously a week by week thing when they get closer to the deadline, if somebody starts to falter, like we've seen not the best from Yusei Kikuchi and not that he'll be in danger of losing a rotation spot, given the contract they've given him. But I mean, we've seen throughout the course, Russ Stripling has had some really, really, really good stretches in his Blue Jays career. And he's had some 
pretty bad stretches as well. So if it comes down to it, it'll be curious to see where they place the need for a starter on the wish list to solidify the team at the deadline. Because some people on Twitter today were saying with Ryu out and Stripling and Kikuchi at the back end of your rotation, you should absolutely go and make a starting pitcher your top priority. I think, and we've already said Trevor Richards, who was a crucial arm last year down the stretch, and a couple other guys who are dealing with injury, Julian Merriweather, I know that he hasn't had a very good season, but I knew starting to turn on, I think, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. There all of a sudden last week. Yeah, and it's a shame that he's injured himself, as always, but uh, Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure if starter has gone up to number one just because of the loss of Ryu, considering the job Stripling's done. I still think a lefty bat is the top thing you get. I think Mm -hmm. a starter might be number two now, as opposed to a back-end bullpen arm, because I think, as we've said, you have Nate Pearson to potentially be Mm -hmm. that. You have Casey Lawrence to potentially be that as a long man uh, or other guys like that. So now that we know Stripling is going to be in the rotation, definitely probably until the all-star break at this point um, and probably beyond if he continues at this rate um, is starting pitcher number two on the trade deadline list for you guys as well. Or do you have a case for it being number one? Um, I think it'll be one maybe going into the off season. Yeah. Um, just cause like, I don't know about you guys, but for how old Ryu is and the way he's, his velocity was dipping down and whatever, like this might be career ending for him. It's possible. It, it's, yeah. it, I know they're, they're talking about, they don't know if it's going to be full Tommy John or it's partial, but like at that point, just get it fixed. Yeah. Like you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be out that time. Anyway, you have $20 million this year. You have $20 million coming to you next year. Like. Just get yourself fixed and give yourself a real chance to come back yeah. instead of pussyfooting around it. Yeah. And this sound like Kirby Yates to you guys at all yeah, in like this situation. Get, yeah. Done. Just fix your arm. Um, yeah. Just yeah. get it fixed properly the first time. And then, like, maybe uh, he's not going to be Justin Verlander, I don't think. But, like, look at what I don't he's think doing. Many people are. <laughs> yeah. But, like, look look what Verlander's doing this year coming off Tommy John, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it sound like he he makes it sound like he found the fountain of youth in his freaking uh yeah interviews um, man yeah and, and like the, there's a chance that Ryu comes back this time ish next year mm-hmm. there's a chance but it's like guarantee. are you and well there's no guarantee and like what is he gonna be yeah that's a huge question mark that's very like, valid if, if he if he comes back and he's throwing like. 82 or 83 because he just can't get it up there anymore like jamie moyer isn't gonna fly in today's game or mark burley oh, yeah like right, yeah they're, they're, and that's they're sad just, yeah they, they're just not gonna fly in today's mlb it, it it won't happen um can i pose kind of a different question to you guys yeah of course that, that's on the same the same kind of topic yeah i was listening to talking baseball on my way into work and, and on my way home to work today and they were talking about um, that there's got to be some kind of June trade, which I agree with, because um, there, there usually is. And it, and it got me thinking, do the Blue Jays learn from their mistakes last year where they kind of waited just a little bit too long to get Simber and Richards? Yeah. Do you think the Blue Jays are, are lined up to be that first that first team to make a little bit of a splash? I wouldn't be shocked You're to be honest. I mean, long. I like if if a starter is out there right now that will be an improvement on Stripling, and it's hard to be an improvement on Stripling right now. But if you know that, yeah, that's the guy who we want as our number four in a playoff rotation, or even a number three. Um, then pull the trigger. Are you calling pull the Reds the right now, or any of those kind of yeah, teams like that? Yeah. Saying, dude, you're bottom feeding. You want this? Yes. <laughs> see if uh, see if uh, Castillo, Luis Castillo, is available. See if. Uh, Wait, I, j- Maley, I just right? remembered. With Tyler Maley, was he one of the ones from the Reds that was put on the restricted list? Because he's a really good arm for the Reds, and I can't remember if he was on the restricted list when they came here. I feel he might have been. Um, nice. That would Thanks. cross him off the list, oh, unfortunately. Oh. But Castillo was here, and he pitched here. And obviously, they're not <laughs> they're not getting rid of Hunter Green. Um, he's at peace for the future. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, if somebody's out there, pull the trigger now. Like a lefty bat, maybe you go see if, you, if the Royals will trade away Ben Nintendi sooner rather than later. Something. Do something. Yeah, Maley was on the restricted list. Yeah, okay. So yeah. he's off the he can't be traded here then. That's unfortunate. But 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked to be honest. When the Simber, they they, they ease the restrictions for flying. Yeah, I'll be curious if that changes that. for unvaccinated people crossing the border. It hasn't changed yet, but hasn't it changed yet. Come, but it, it it, it's going to be coming. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. absolutely progress oh. to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So maybe we can actually build the team we want now instead of just. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, sorry, I said that. Uh, it works. It works both sides of the border, right? So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good question. When the Simber trade was late June last year, right, or right around this time last year, I think so. Um, yep. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if something could be lined up. Um, it does say we have five. It's not going to be anything major, though. If you're looking at those teams, if you're looking at those teams that are in the bottom parts of the major league re- record-wise right now, you, Luis Castillo is your target. Oh, for or sure. Frank Montas. Yeah, hundred percent. So. 100%. Well, look, it's... Uh, go for it. Go big. Yeah, absolutely. Craig, I want to turn it over to you for the last topic, as always. Chris gets his new opening to the show. Uh, you get your <laughs> closing to the show. Let's look to do our picks to click, who won last week, and vote on that. Uh, and then our record predictions for two more after tonight against the Orioles tomorrow night, Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, and then three for the Yankees. And then when we record next Tuesday, I guess one against the White Sox as well. Yeah, we're going to have a fun one here as uh, far as everything goes here because this is pretty damn close as far as the ranking goes. So I'm going to list the names out, and then you guys can do the ooh and the aahing that I'm sitting here going that. We actually all got something right for a change. <laughs> so it's hard not to. I had, yeah, I had uh, Loris Gurriel Jr. Chris, you had Vlad. Uh, Adam had Alejandro Kirk. And then, Brendan, you had Manoa. So ooh. Th- those are all... Just to put this out there, he's like pulled up the because I knew I was you know, I was looking at the sheet and going, oh shit, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> I pulled up the stats for the last seven days. Okay, okay. On MLB.com. So Vlad, five games obviously in that time span. It says five runs scored, eight hits, a double, two home runs, seven RBIs, bad three thirty three. One the thing is, is no, back. no, no cheat code is back. No walks five strikeouts and I don't know if you guys saw the most ridiculous freaking baseball thing in history here that he, oh him and, after, him and senior him and yeah. senior after 403 games exact same home runs exact same on base percentage my god 87 home run and a point three six three on base percentage for that's both freaky. of them that's freaky and this is not the first time that's happened oh, I know. It be very in parallel so I just want to be that guy and mention that. That was my moment to mention it. So then we had, <laughs> I had, Le, I had Lourdes. He, he's heated up. Also, also five games, three runs scored, uh, 10 hits, three doubles, a home run, five RBIs, and batted a mere 500 for that, yeah. <laughs> those games. <laughs> um, Alejandro Kirk, a little cooler than he's been but still found very key ways to contribute to the games. He played in four of the games, three runs scored, three hits, and uh, my IT stuff's getting in my way, apparently. <laughs> Two, a double, and three runs drove in. So not the craziest of weeks, batting 231 for him, but like I said, he found a big way to... Con- that that would have won a lot of weeks Yeah, for mm-hmm. what we've been dealing with up to this point because he found all those other places to uh, hit. His hits were timely hits. Yeah, um, I got to and I got to pull up Manoa over his last two starts here. Look, I I know the rule typically is when you pick pitchers, obviously unless they've had two incredible starts, which Manoa did. Um, usually, the offensive player will get the nod at that point when you've had such good week like Vlad or Lourdes. So. I'm fine considering you guys gifted me one last week when Jason Lee picked for me. I'm fine to not put Manoa's uh, name in the ring. I, I was gonna, I was gonna vote for Manoa. Where are you? So uh, I'm yeah. trying to find out because according to here, his last seven days, the one start didn't count. I find that hard. Wasn't his other start last Tuesday? Um, yeah, it would have been when yeah. we recorded last. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. Fuck, no, it, that was why that was why you picked Manoa because, yeah, because exactly. he was going to have two 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 starts. That's exactly why I picked them. So I'll raise this logic to you, and you guys can tell me if I'm out of my damn mind or not. I will, looking at these stats and everything. Lourdes and Vlad are 
mixing categories back and forth with I can give you a 50 50 either way because Vlad had a couple more home runs but Loris Gurriel scored more runs and there's, there's, there's for every argument you'll bring up I'll find one that goes back and forth to that point the pitching I agree that two starts from Manoa one was a stop we got the win and then the other one him doing just fucking lights out stuff last yeah, night yeah. so um, I cannot vote against Alec Manoa <laughs> Yeah, so we are in, this is going to be the consensus. really weird okay. random week that well, a pitcher actually yeah. wins. Okay, <laughs> we are in consensus. My, my, so, I'd be curious who Adam's vote would be, and maybe we can get him to submit his. Um, if we send him stats Biggio, later, he's not here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's his pick for this upcoming picks to click. But um, my my vote was going to be for Lourdes over Vlad just because I respect the ballsier pick of the two, to be honest, considering Lourdes was pretty cold <laughs> going into that. I had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feeling. I was not wrong. And to that point, I batting 500 for a week. I would have had yeah. some fun there. So that, that okay. I'm just glad he's heating up because I was waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. I think I picked him Manoa. like three times. If you both are going to do Manoa, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I, w- I was going to say Manoa. I've picked Lourdes three goddamn times this season. And I won week one, though. Yeah, there you go. At least he won. I won week two. With so, Pen- Pencil in. <laughs> Kevin Biggio for Adam because he's not here and that's his default pick. Um, <laughs> I guess I won. I mean, they'll go. Um, George Springer is who I will go with. Okay. All I'm going to say is I haven't said the standings yet. Um, I apparently need to get off the fucking pot here and do something well because I'm getting housed. You all have three wins. I have one. <laughs> it's a three-way tie for first place. Whichever one of you wants to go next can go next. I'll take a ballsy pick, and I don't think it's going to have any effect on the Baltimore series and everything to do with the weekend, and that's what I'm banking on. And I'll take Romano. Ooh, I was wondering if that's where you were going. Two saves, two wins? Yep. There you go. He's got a uh, pitch, though. He hasn't pitched in, like, two weeks. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> are we reading, considering his workload from earlier yeah, in this season, yeah, but exactly. still. Yeah. Are we reconstituting Vlad as the cheat code, and I'm not allowed to use him, even though I suck? <laughs> I am fine to give Vlad uh, another week. Yeah, I'll give him okay. another week. Because it hasn't been, like, holy like, shit. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going I'm to hope for the holy shit and get back in the freaking uh, win column here and then, it's only been since week two i've won oh wait i've only won the one game so that makes sense i just told that a minute ago <laughs> <laughs> and then chris for the next two against baltimore knowing you got barrios tomorrow gosman thursday and then the yankees coming for three which will be stripling friday manoa saturday kikuchi sunday uh and then turn back around to um barrios on monday against the white Sox. what would your record prediction be for those what five six games Six games. Six. Five and one. Woo! Oh, smoking. Like <laughs> well, you got to think you, you're getting two against Baltimore. Yep. Yep. One against the White Sox and then two One's, against the One against the White Sox and two again. Yeah. Hmm. I, I want to hear the fire Tony chant start going again. <laughs> Craig, what oh, about you? Uh, I unfortunately don't think we're going to have, uh, because of that pitching matchup with Kikuchi in there and... Uh, whatnot for the Yankees series that's going to unfortunately wrench that whole situation but we're going to win two against the Orioles I would skip Kikuchi I honestly was wondering that at this point but to that point do you skip him and gain anything yeah he has pitched very well against them I know he hasn't recently but he's had a good start to a season against them what he's I think he's 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 pitched every single series against them so far yeah would you be getting Barrios on a short start on that because of the I would or is no, that fuck it. I, if, if Lawrence would line up with it, I would bring him up for a game. Honestly, I would take that wild card right now over the fact of what Kikuchi's done, especially Kikuchi's, against the Kikuchi, Orioles. Yeah, he's been terrible and show the Yankees something different. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And tell, him, and tell him to go out there and give me four innings, and we'll yeah, figure out the rest this guy because. Just to be this guy is because Kikuchi's line's already done for the night. <laughs> Two home runs, four earned runs, over four innings. And that's against the Baltimore Orioles. I will say that at least the two home runs came from some of the better hitters in the Baltimore lineup. And Robinson Chirinos and Austin Hayes. But it's not a good luck. 
any way you kind of really look at it. No, so, and those Yankees hairs will tee off on him. I, I'm afraid so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm four and two. I, uh, I don't think we're going to win that first game against the White Sox. I think we'll find a way to cough it up. Uh, I'm with but the rest of that too. series. I'm confident. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. I'm going four and two, and the losses are to one against the Yankees and one against the White Sox, and then win the other. That's others. where I'm at. Good deal. Outside of that, is there any final it's closing in blue thoughts? Pen. Yeah, it's in blue pen. It's down <laughs> official. Any yeah. anything else before two claps and Ric Flair? None. Good. I had something. What the fuck was it? Oh, I want to be this guy. Shout out to our friend Jesse Jesse Goldberg Strasser, yes. who has actually been promoted from the Lansing Lugnuts tonight to be an announcer for the Oakland A's and making his major league debut in Fenway Park. Yeah, How cool. fucking cool is that? <laughs> so, Congratulations, Mr. Cool. Jesse. That is yeah. awesome to see. Friend of the show from previous seasons and whatnot. So absolutely. One of the coolest there. guys on Baseball Planet that I've had the luxury of sitting in the box with and shooting the shit. So it was very, very fun. Every time I've been to Lansing for my previous employer, yes, <laughs> I got the got absolutely. a nice little steal out of going to see and visit Jesse for a beer and <laughs> talk baseball. Absolutely. Cool. Did I ever tell you that he actually used to do a uh, he would pick a game, randomly home game for um, doing the radio broadcasting when he was um, for Lansing. He would have somebody relay him all the information and he'd do it old school where you're like taking the freaking bat and making the noise and everything like that. So that it was like, you're making all the noises, making it sound like you're in the ballpark. So it was really cool. That he does that kind of stuff. He has a really good fun time and I highly recommend listening to, he still does a blue Jays podcast around the nest is another yes. plug for our buddy, Jesse. So, although maybe he's gotten too big for his britches and he gets to stay in the majors for a little bit more than a cup of coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hope all the best to you, my friend. Yes. Congratulations, Jesse. Very nice to uh, tribute, Mr. Craig Borden. Um, outside of that, gentlemen, uh, thank you all for tuning in tonight. We know there's a Blue Jays game going on. It hasn't been the mm-hmm. best one with Yusei Kikuchi on the mound. But hopefully the good times keep rolling, especially with the Yankees. I don't hear a fat lady. On the weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's not done yet. <laughs> and the Baltimore Orioles cannot pitch very well, at least. So hopefully they come back and win tonight. Could keep the good times rolling against there but outside of that thank you to stadium scene and jay's journal for us being the official podcast and to three of us for conducting tonight's episode but outside of that gentlemen are we ready for two claps and a rick flair Yeet. ready one two three <laughs> Woo! Woo! let's, let's go, go blue jays, jays. Bum, 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 bum. we miss you adam hi For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.